Hi, I'm Sid. And I'm KP. Welcome to Creepies. Today we're going to be talking about spooky ocean stuff. Ooh, the ocean is just so naturally spooky. It really is. I actually have a list of creepy things I'm going to tell you. But before we do that, we have to acknowledge that we are recording on Sydney's birthday. Yay. 26. 26. No more health insurance <laughs> on my parents' health insurance. Yeah, no, no longer. No more of that. Right. Right. <laughs> um, yes. Turning 26 is kind of the worst birthday. Yeah, it really is. I'm on the wrong side of 20. Mm-hmm. No more health insurance. Um, just getting older. Yeah. It's, it's sad and it's scary. Yeah, but... but- it's going to be great. Yeah. Let's set that aside. Set that aside. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be great. We're going to have a great birthday. Okay. Mm-hmm. I believe gonna, you. We're going to go out tonight, eat some Mexican food. Mm-hmm. Have some chips. cake. Yes, cake. Lots of chips and queso. Yep. Maybe a margarita. Or two or three. Maybe. Yeah. Hmm. So it'll be a lovely day. It will be a lovely day. And I love that we're starting out with the podcast. Yes, our favorite thing. It really is. It really is my favorite thing. Okay, so are you ready for my creepy things? I am. I just have a couple of, like, quick creepy things to get us going. I also have a quick creepy story to get us going. I love that. Yes, so you tell me yours and then I'll tell you mine. Okay, so the first one I want to start with literally gave me the heebie-jeebies when I read it alone last night. Okay. So I read about a YouTube interview with this diver from that was in the military and he said that during covert operations when they had to be like really secretive he would spend a lot of time underwater just sitting there waiting with no lights on so it was like pitch black and he was just waiting to get the go ahead to like start the operation in the ocean in the ocean and he said that he had to get used to large things bumping into him in the pitch black no how do you ever get used to that i don't know (laughs) what a crazy person i know like what was it what was it and he had to be okay with not knowing what it was yes yeah wow Mm -hmm. okay i hate that i hated it too another thing i hated is that apparently the ocean is just like a cesspool of viruses and bacteria like there's just so much Oh, you know how I feel about that. Yeah, same. Same, same, same. It's very gross. And then I read this, and I thought this was pretty creepy, is that there's over an or an estimation of over 3 million shipwrecks at the bottom of the ocean. That's a lot of shipwrecks. Uh-huh. And I'm actually talking about a shipwreck today. So I am also. It's right there with that statistic. It definitely seems to be the case that there are tons. Okay. Those are very creepy facts. I think the worst one is the bumping into the guy. I agree. I agree. It's the only one that literally gave me, like, shivers. Like, when I read it, I went, ooh. Yes, yes. My mentor um, from my undergrad said that he used to scuba dive. Okay. And he said that it was really scary scuba diving at night. And I was like, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I would never do that. Yeah. I would never, ever do that. I, I would probably never go scuba diving in general me too it's very scary i really don't like being surrounded 360 by open water it's very it's kind of like claustrophobic claustrophobic almost see i don't feel that way i feel just more like there's something watching me and i can't see it like something behind me yeah or under me or above me or any direction because it could be (laughs) everywhere yeah (laughs) yes exactly um and also when people 
do like deep sea or go scuba diving a lot of times it's out in the ocean like it's it's not near a cute little reef it's right. like out there which why are they doing that i'll go snorkeling on a little reef yeah that's fun and relaxing when and me and cute. jordan yeah exactly when me and jordan my husband were in hawaii um we were snorkeling and i was having a great old time and then there was a fish that was just like a little too fast for me mm. So it really it spooked me, and I got <laughs> and I got on the boat after that. Man, yeah, I swam with nurse sharks once. That's insane. Well, nurse sharks are like really gentle and they won't hurt you. Okay, but still, just like a shark. Yeah. In general, I'm yeah. really uncomfortable with. Uh, I'm sure I would have been if I had done it like now with my current fear of the ocean because I wasn't always as afraid of the ocean as every single person should be. How old were you? Three. You were three years old swimming with sharks? Yeah. <laughs> you were such a strange child. <laughs> oh, Okay, should I tell you my creepy story? Yeah, tell me. Okay. So there was this rescue diver in the Bahamas, and a diver supposedly went missing. Okay. So he had to go and, like, rescue them, right. obviously. So he was searching and searching, and finally he saw a glimmer of his watch at the bottom of, okay. of the ocean. Like the watch of the the guy that was missing. Yes. And he started descending towards the bottom, toward the watch. And as he got closer, he realized it wasn't the bottom. Do you know what I'm talking, do you know what I'm about to say? No. There were so many sharks crowded and breeding that it appeared to be the bottom. Oh my God, that's terrible. I hate that. Mm -hmm. What was shimmering? His watch. He was, like, engulfed in the sharks. Had they eaten him? No. Oh, so he just couldn't get out because of the sharks. Well, so it was dark, and the rescue diver grabbed the hand of the diver, and there were sharks circling both of them at this point. And the diver had to stop midway on his way up to avoid getting the bends. Okay. So he had to spend eight minutes there. I was reading that about how, like, one of the scary things about the ocean, if you're, like, diving, is that there's no quick escape. Exactly. Exactly. So he said he was surrounded by sharks holding the hand of a dead body. Because the guy was dead. <gasps> Isn't that so scary? It's so scary. I wonder why the sharks didn't eat the guy. Well, they were breeding. Maybe they were just busy. Yeah. Yeah. Literally getting busy. Literally getting busy. Okay. Yeah. So I thought that was really terrifying. I read that on Reddit. That is terrifying. And you know what's terrifying is that the ocean is so big that stuff like that can just exist and we could just never know about it, and it's just out there. Exactly. I saw this video, I think it was on Facebook, of, like, it was Florida, so the water wasn't, like, super clear. So you could see, I think it was, like, a drone or something filming this. And there were people just happily swimming, and there was just, like, this dark shadow surrounding them, and it was a shark. <sighs> But, like, just think about how many times you've been in the ocean and a shark has been close to you. I don't want to think about that, Sydney. I know, but it's terrible. <laughs> you have to think about it. It's horrible. Because you know they're they're around. Yeah. Yeah. And when we get in the ocean, we are no longer the apex predator. No. They are. They are. But even though I'm really afraid of sharks, I do feel like they've been really mistreated and we probably shouldn't be as afraid of them as we are. True, true. You know what's truly terrifying? What? Orcas. Yes, because they like play with their prey. And they're so smart. Yeah. 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 
But all of it just scares me because I really don't want to be eaten. And I really don't want to be in the water next to a giant thing that's also in the water. I just, I can't handle it. I agree. Have you heard about that guy who was like swallowed by like, or was stuck inside of a shark for like two minutes or something? Maybe. But like he lived... That does feel faintly familiar to me. Was it a shark or, like, a whale? I don't know. I don't remember. Or, but like, or what was it, like, a... What are, the, what are those big sharks that are really gentle? Like, whale sharks? Nurse sharks. Nurse or whale sharks? sharks. I'm not sure. I don't know. It's something like that. But either way, so scary. Yeah, I just... The ocean is a really scary place. It is, and that's a perfect segue into what we're talking about today. It really is. So, who should go first? I mean, I'll go first. Okay. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, okay. Do you know a lot about it? Not a lot, but I do know that it's like everything disappears Mm -hmm. when it goes into the Bermuda Triangle, and that's about all I know, but I don't know anything about like why they think that happens or how true that is. Oh, it's true. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so it's also known as the Devil's Triangle. Mm. And people started paying attention to this place in the 20th century when a Navy cargo ship called the USS Cyclops went missing. There were 300 people on the ship. Okay. And it just went missing. It covers about 440,000 miles of the sea, which I thought was really crazy. Like, when I think of the Bermuda Triangle, I think of, like, this little patch of, you know. Little tiny triangle. Little tiny triangle, but that is not the case at all. Man. So, it's a very busy route for ships going to America, Europe, and the Caribbean. Okay, wait. Is it going to end up being that it's not really that more ships go down there? It just seems like it because so many ships go through there? No. Okay. No, so many ships go down there. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Exactly. So, the Bermuda Triangle has been blamed for missing ships and missing people over the past few decades. Okay. There are many different theories as to why these disappearances happen. But one theory states, which I thought was cool, one theory states that there is a large electromagnetic interference in this area, so it forces ships to go off route due to compass problems. Oh, okay. Which is very scary. It is very scary. And it seems like, well, let's come up with a solution. Right. Have a better compass. (laughs) That's how I feel about it. So the USS Cyclops in 1918 aimed to go to Brazil to Baltimore using the Bermuda Triangle as their main route. Okay, mistake number one. Mistake number one. So the ship sent out a message that everything was fine and there was no troubles. Sure, sure. Okay. After this message, the ship went completely silent and no one was ever heard from again. Man. And they are the cast of Lost. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. There were no distress signals, no radio callouts, nothing. People speculated that the ship fell victim to a German submarine. Um, This ship was key for transporting products and cargo during World War I. Okay. So, it would have made sense. That could have been a very probable thing. But it was a huge ship. Why was there no trace of it? Yeah, no, yeah. How deep is the water near the Bermuda Triangle, do you know? I don't know. That's a really good question. I wonder if it's, like, difficult to search or easy to search. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, if I have heard of a story where, like, the rescue ship went missing, too. 
Oh my gosh. So everyone just goes missing around this place. Yeah. And so there are theories that it's like alien abductions and mm. things like that, which I didn't bring up because I knew you would not like that. Yeah, well that's just a little like I feel like that's a little less less probable than just acknowledging that the ocean is gigantic and terrifying. Yeah, I totally agree with that. There was also a boat called Witchcraft, which I thought was appropriate because we just talked about that. Yeah, I love that. Um, that set sail off the coast of Miami in 1967. Oh, this is creepy. It was a yacht, actually, and the people who owned the boat wanted to look at Christmas lights along the shoreline. So, oh, like, nice. Yeah, very nice, right? What a luxury. I, I know. Something went wrong on the trip, and the guy called the Coast Guard to get back towards the shore. Okay. The guy on the boat told the Coast Guard it was not at all an emergency. Like, everything was fine. The Coast Guard shows up 19 minutes later. Oh. There are are nowhere, they are nowhere to be found, and the Coast Guard could not find anything. No debris, no rescue floats, just nothing, and it's still unsolved to this day. Oh my gosh. 19 minutes, and they're gone. How many people? Just two. Still. Still. I don't know a lot about this, but actually, now that I'm thinking of it, we should do an episode on it. But there is, that's not like the first time that ships, people have just disappeared and a ship has been found with none of the crew on it. Yes. And they don't have any idea where they've gone. There's like one from a long time ago that I remember hearing about once where it was, <sighs> it was like a whole like settlement of people and they were just gone. Yeah, and there was still, like, cargo on the ship and everything. Yeah, like, they, like everything looked like they had just left in an instant. Yes. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, then, the last thing that I have is that in 1945, I found this report about Flight 19, and they were describing the ocean as they approached the Bermuda Triangle, and I'm pretty sure it was the last thing they ever said. Okay. And it said, everything looks strange, even the ocean. It looks like we are entering white water. We are completely lost. White water? Which I think means really rough seas. Oh, like white caps. Yes. Gotcha. So I just thought it was really weird that they said everything looks strange. Yeah, even the ocean. Yeah. I wish they would have given us more detail. Oh, they were probably terrified. (laughs) (laughs) Just being on the other line, like, can you? Can you describe it a little bit more, please? They're like, well, um, <laughs> well, we're totally lost. That's kind of like, okay, you remember when there was that a fire in my apartment? Yes. I was on the phone with the fire department, and I'm, like, sprinting through my building, grabbing all of the fire extinguishers I can and bringing them to my neighbor who's, sure. like, using them to put out the fire. And the fire department calls me because I had called 911 and been like, hey, there's a fire. And they called me to get information on where the fire was located, and so while I'm sprinting through the building, they're like, ma'am, can you please tell us the, the location of the fire? Is it on the east or the west side of the building? And I'm like, I don't know direction. I know. Yeah, it was very, it was not the time, yes. but also the exact time that it needed to happen. But, you know. How were you supposed to know? Were you supposed to have a compass? Well, I think some people just know directions. That's insane to me. I know, because it's not like right or left. I don't get it. I genuinely don't get it. I don't get it. I used to think north was up. i see why you would think that i know but i see how that's not the case now yeah all i know is the order they go in which is never eat sour worms yes or never eat soggy waffles okay yeah 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 Yeah. i like that one better because why wouldn't you eat sour worms they're delicious soggy waffles on the other hand don't sound great yeah i totally agree with that yeah 
Um, so is that the end of your story? That's the end of my story. Okay. So I'm going to tell you about another shipwreck. It's the USS Indianapolis. Okay. So this was a Navy vessel that was being used. Um, it started being used in 1931, but it was part of the World War One or World War Two. Okay. Vessels, so it was being used during that time. The ship was giant. It was 610 feet long, and it weighed approximately 9,950 tons. Wow, that's a lot. So, yeah, very big. In 1945, it was sent, the USS Indianapolis was sent on a secret mission, like a top secret mission, where they were taking some of the components for the first ever nuclear weapon to be used. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the weapon was called Little Boy, and it ends up being the bomb that was dropped on Hiroshima, I'm pretty sure. Okay, interesting. So, yeah. Um, so they made their delivery, and then they were sent to the Philippines. And on July 30th of 1945, in the water near the Philippines, about 15 minutes after midnight, the USS Indianapolis was torpedoed by the Japanese Navy. Um, they were 280 miles from the nearest land, and... I hate that. I know, I know. So they were out in the middle of nowhere. Um, the, f- the ship was hit twice by two different torpedoes. The first one ignited this 3,500-gallon fuel tank, and it caused a huge explosion, which killed a bunch of men, and it sent a column of fire into the sky that was, like, several hundred feet high. Wow. Right? Can you imagine seeing that? No. Um... The second hit caused another explosion, like a series of explosions, and this actually tore the ship basically into two separate pieces. Okay. And then the ship sank within 12 minutes. Oh, God. I can't imagine how I would feel. Uh And it sank 3.4 miles down. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. I hate that the ocean is that deep. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. But there were approximately 1,195 crewmen on the ship. Of those, 300 men were still on the ship when it sank and were never heard from again. Well, they were busy. Well, <laughs> yeah, they were preoccupied for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, the rest of the crew, which was roughly 900 men, went into the, the water, the warm water outside of the Philippines. Okay. A lot of the men were injured from the explosions and from jumping into the water. And because of the explosion, there was a ton of fuel and oil in the water. So they were jumping into this, like, soupy, goopy mess of, like, toxic fumes and stuff like that. Right. And they were just covered in oil. Um, there weren't enough life vests, and there were very few lifeboats. So not Why ever- would they do that? I don't know. I don't know. Um, so a lot of people were just free floating. So a lot of people drowned or they succumbed to their injuries. But at first, people were really hopeful. They were, like, thinking really positively. They were like, okay, this is bad, but surely help is on the way. Right? Right, like someone saw the fire. Or, or we were sent, we sent out distress calls. Oh, surely someone yeah. got it. Um, but help wouldn't arrive for almost five days. What? I thought you were going to say like five hours. No, five days. It was like four and a half days, but yeah, basically five days. Um, and that was because I guess their distress calls didn't get out, but the U.S. Navy did intercept, uh, a message from the Japanese that said that they had taken down a U.S. ship. But they thought that it was intended to, like, lure them into a trap, essentially. So okay. they didn't think it was true. Right. So they ignored it. 
Oh, yeah. not the greatest idea. Yeah. So these men were just stranded in the ocean, um, suffering from exposure to the sun that was just like beaming down on them for five straight days and the cold. So I read accounts where people were said that in the daytime it was like, like they were just being burned and it felt terrible. But then come night they were freezing. Yeah. Um, but they also didn't have hardly any food and basically no water. A lot of the food that they had was like rotten potatoes and stuff like that. Um, and so they were also dying from dehydration. And some men would resort to drinking the salt water, which do you know how that's like a terrible idea? Too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so the salt water would le- lead to delirium. And some of the men who would become delirious, they had like their weapons and they would just start killing other men. Like, with knives and stuff, because they had become delirious. Yeah. Um, And some men, during their delirium, would imagine that the ship that was below them that had sank, which I can't imagine being above that. It's so scary. It's all just so scary. Um, But they would imagine that the ship was serving food and beverages, and they would try to swim down to it, and when they would, sharks would eat them. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The salt water itself also killed people, where if they drank a bunch of it, it led to saltwater poisoning, and, and this looked like foaming at the mouth and swollen lips, and I'm sure it was not a pleasant death. But the thing that's the most terrifying to me... Okay. ...is the number of shark attacks. This is considered the worst shark attack in history. Oh, my God. hmm So, 900 men went into the water. 316 came out. So they were rescued? Eventually. Okay. Five days later. But did you hear the numbers I just said? Yeah. <laughs> 900 went into the water, 316 came out. That's insanity. So it was four and a half days of just constant shark attacks. Can you imagine even witnessing that? No. 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 Um, the people who eventually rescued them, they were told to like hold off on going down and dropping supplies, but one of the people that was flying over with the plane saw that people were being attacked by sharks which has to mean it was happening a ton for it to be apparent from the sky right right and so he like dropped some supplies to try to help them but i'm kind of skipping ahead so the sharks were attracted by the sounds of the explosion the sounds of all of the people thrashing in the water and then all the blood in the water from like the injuries and at first the sharks were just eating the dead which I mean, I'm sure it was still terrifying, but at least they weren't coming for the living. Right. And at this point, people were, there were so many dead bodies that, like, to swim anywhere, you had to push through dead bodies. And they were going to the different dead bodies and, like, taking their life vest and trying to give them to people who needed them who were still alive and stuff like that. So they were just surrounded by dead that was being eaten by sharks. That's so scary. So scary. Um, But eventually the sharks turned to the living. And... People started being just, like, pulled under. And there were reports that, like, you could hear screams before someone was pulled under because I guess they were aware the shark was coming. Yeah. Um, They think that the type of shark it was was probably an oceanic white tip, which are also known as... Ooh. Have I told you about those? No, but I think I've heard they're very aggressive. Well, okay, yes. And they are known as shipwreck sharks because they go to wrecked ships looking for food. I actually watched this documentary once on, like, the Discovery Channel or something, and they were doing an experiment to see if oceanic white tips would come to debris in the ocean. And so they just put out, like, a 
a wooden plank or like a crate thing, you know, and oceanic whitetips showed up. So they're like looking for. Are they scavengers? I guess, but scavengers specifically looking for animals that have or people that have come into the water from That's shipwrecks. That's fascinating and so creepy. So creepy. And one of the reasons that they think that it was the oceanic white tips is that people were often attacked on the surface. So some people would swim down and be attacked, and they think those were tiger sharks. But people being attacked on the surface, I guess, is more characteristic of the oceanic white tips. Okay. So, yeah, a lot of people were eaten. I read reports between... A couple of dozen to 150 people were eaten by sharks over those days. Wow. Which, can you just imagine how many sharks there were? No. People started to realize that they were safer if they were in groups. And so some small groups formed. But there was one group that was like 300 people. So some big groups formed too. And people realized that they were safer if they were inside of the group. Because if you were on the outside or if you were alone, like the sharks were going to get you. Stop. I know. Which makes me think, I wonder if there was like fighting to get on the yeah, inside. Yeah, I'm sure. Or, like, the people going through delirium, like, just not treating other people nicely. Yes. Yeah. Actually, one of the things I read was that some of the people who were suffering from delirium, when they would be attacked by a shark, they would pull a bunch of men down with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know it's, it's horrible. It's horrifying. Um, this one group found a can of Spam, and they opened it because I'm sure they were starving, and... But the, as soon as they opened the can, they were swarmed by sharks because the sharks could smell it. So they threw the can away and then, like, didn't even try again to eat. So they weren't swarmed. Was there any, like, wreckage that they were able to, like, get out of the water on? Or were these people just, like, floating in the water? Um, they were just, like, floating in the water. So, like I said, there were a few lifeboats, but right. very few. And I didn't read anything that talked about, like, floating wreckage from the ship. And that's probably because I imagine the ship was, like, metal. Because it was like a warship. Oh, gotcha. You know? Yeah. I'm not sure about that. That's definitely speculation. But that would be my thinking. One of the soldiers who, who made it out, he was 17. And when the help finally came and they dropped some like supplies for people to get on, to get away from the sharks, he started swimming towards it. But it was a ways away. And so he stopped at some point to take a break because he was exhausted. And he said he looked down and there was just a shark staring up at him. <gasps> I hate that. I hate that. I know. I know. (laughs) But he made it. He made it out. But see, I would have a heart attack. Yeah. I would have a heart attack or a stroke. It's, it's terrifying. Yeah. Um, and yeah, ultimately I guess basically everyone died. Like 316 people survived, but the combination of the sharks and the actual explosion and shipwreck, like, all the injuries there. Do you feel like you have the mental stamina to, like, withstand something like that? No. I genuinely cannot imagine myself in that scenario. <laughs> and I think I would just try to, like, oh, my gosh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Because what I think about, I'm like, I just want to drown. So it was just over. But then when you went down, they'd probably get you. You remember, you remember what my tactic was for floating through the ocean. I think if I'm ever standing in the ocean, the best thing to do is to curl up into a ball so that my back is facing down and pull all of my limbs up and just float like that for as long as I can and hope nothing <laughs> notices that I'm there. Yeah. 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 The ocean is a scary, scary place. It really is. It's very creepy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so that's basically it for my story. Basically, you know, just dehydration and exposure. Delirium. Delirium, other people, and sharks ultimately led to, like, this horrible, catastrophic event. Wow. I think I read, I'm less certain about this, but I think I read that it's the greatest loss of life at sea within our U.S. military. Wow. Yeah. That's a crazy thing. Yeah. And I just, I just think it's so, so terrifying. I just literally cannot imagine being surrounded by sharks and just knowing that they were coming. Yeah. Like, how would you, how could you possibly sit there and let your, like, legs dangle? I would float on my back for sure. Mm-hmm. And not look down. Not look down. Never would I look down. Ever, ever, never, ever. Down. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, and I probably wouldn't take break like that guy. Well, I I might be so exhausted that I would have to take. I a break. think that was the case because think about how desperate he was to get to that hell. Like I don't think he was just like, oh, well, yeah, no, I'll take my. Time. I hate that there was a shark staring back at him. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. Like, okay, if you look down, you're three sixty surrounded, so it could be anywhere staring at you. Yeah, and like I just can't imagine turning my head and there it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, that was terrifying, and it's why, it's one of the reasons the ocean is, is terrifying. I totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. These were very good stories. I know. This was good. I love the ocean because oh. it's so scary. Well, I have a great appreciation for the ocean, but I also can't handle it. Yeah. I feel you. I would really love to live by an ocean for fresh seafood and cheaper seafood, mm-hmm. but I don't think I would get in it regularly. No, Mm-mm. I don't think so either. It's just so scary. I agree with you. Okay. Okay, well, I guess we have to go do birthday celebration. Yeah, let's go do some stuff. All, All right. right. Oh, Jinx. Don't say things at the same time as me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, bye. Bye.